do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 35 of the switch mania playcast the race episode racing with jp turbo oh i like that so i don't know if jp said that one out out loud the race episode sounds a little bit um <laughs> a little bit racy there jp well now that now that i hear it back <laughs> like he says it i'm like what what game did we play <laughs> what game did we play even though everybody sees the craziness of horizon chase turbo oh, oh my <laughs> oh my the race episode. <laughs> jp we just can't take you anywhere jp's been replaced <laughs> <laughs> With Barry, who was replaced last week for wait what <laughs> <laughs> for having a controversial topic, like no, we don't replace anybody here. We just keep adding people. We're gonna have We're like a hundred people for life. We're still waiting on um, uh, a picture of, of Barry somewhere of some kind of yeah. cartoon. <laughs> I'm getting in contact this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I actually, I actually have another friend of mine uh, working on something too. Cool. And, and that's where I was saying that JP didn't respond, but I don't know if you saw it, but I was like, maybe our our pal Erica, she could do um, three of us in her style, because I know she did JP's picture like that, and I would, be, did, yeah. I would be okay with us having that type of picture. It's like, I almost considered that like a, a Switch Core profile picture at this point. Yeah, no, that was, it's actually her profile initially, and then I told her, I was like, oh, could you make one that looks like how you had yours? And then she did, and I love it. Everything she does, I just I love. I, that's what I'm saying is we might be able to. I would be okay with that. So if Erica, if you're listening, you absolutely could do that. We'd be honored. Oh um, <laughs> yeah. Or yes, if, I, I will ask her. I do know Saru probably doesn't listen to us, but um, Saru oh. Mario is the artist that we, he's he live streams every night. Like I see him. I, he does. <laughs> there's no way he has time to listen to podcasts like with the way he streams. He is serious about his streams, and they're really entertaining though. He's he's crazy and drunk half the time. It's, <laughs> it's fun stuff. But we're on a hard, hard um, time crunch here, people. Let's do so, it. <laughs> we got to get through some stuff. Um, for the housekeeping, um, I told Barry earlier I am in editing hell right now. Um, I want to go through the entire Switch Collector book as soon as possible because the editor is waiting. Um, and I like to edit before the edit. So I'm, <laughs> everybody that's waiting on their books, I am working it. <laughs> um, we always appreciate five star ratings on Apple Podcasts, um, and then Ring Fit Accountability. Um, as I alluded to last week, I started the Taji 100 on Saturday. I am at 33 miles since last Saturday. Right. Wow, I did five this man. afternoon. I did five this afternoon. So, like, instead of eating lunch, I, I ran five miles. So. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm in or out. Yesterday was like almost tornadoing out here in Georgia, so I wasn't able to run at all, so mm-hmm. I had to make up today. But So I've done no ring fit, <laughs> but um, I've been working out tremendously. I heard Barry sigh. Barry, you, you play at all? No time, Barry. <laughs> no t- <laughs> uh, what about you, Jay Pizzle? Quit too soon, JP. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I think we're done with the accountability. You know what? I made it two weeks longer <laughs> I than I thought. You. I said that last week. I'm like, we might yep. as well just cut the head off of this yeah. fake right now. <laughs> like 2020 I mean, resolutions are done already. <laughs> I'm starting to work out regimen on Monday. 
I'm starting a crazy workout regimen on Monday. I'm like, I'm not gonna have any energy to do Ring Fit after that. I'm doing crazy workouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that's so oh. funny. They'll quit too soon, JP, and no time barrier. <laughs> <laughs> Such oh. is our lives. Such <sighs> is c'est la vie, as I say, our lives. But um. So we can switch the Ring Fit accountability with Dragon Quest Eleven accountability. Um, at least from my perspective, I've been playing. Um, JP, I assume you probably haven't jumped over? No, not yet. Yeah. Um, One day I will, or you two will talk about it, and I'll listen. Exactly. And enjoy the storytelling, JP. Exactly. Enjoy. enjoy. So I... um. I love going back into Dragon Quest Eleven because I was playing it a little bit at the end of last year, mm. um, and you know, as I said, I went through and played the the demo, and that was my you know contingency to buy the game full price. And mm. so I've been playing it. I was playing it, and then all of a sudden, Playcast and we had to play more games, so I I <laughs> put it aside for a while. Um, so jumping back in was awesome, though. Because uh, I just started, and I I was I know I'm missing two I would or I knew I was missing two characters. Hint hint. Um, and so I was in the town, and and Barry probably knows a lot more of the town names and things. I'm terrible about that, but I was I don't remember all the town names at this point. So I was I know the t- in the town where you get your ship. Okay, I know and, where you are. And so basically, I was being assaulted by the <laughs> the um knight who is hunting you down because you're an evil luminary like you're not the luminary mm-hmm. you're a dark spawn and dark. so so like he's hunting me down um so interestingly i've been doing this taji 100 so i've been like running in the morning and then when i get home from work my daughter and i have been walking a mile of like three quarters of a mile to the park and then i've been rucking around the park for a couple miles so while i'm doing that i'm playing running around the town on my switch light doing a t- a battles as i'm rucking around the park at a very high speed <laughs> and i'm like we need a lot of people and so i've been utilizing the auto features because the game will do like an auto battle for you, you set up the tactics and so I have all the characters' tactics set up to how I want them to act. Like, one will be, like, all out, like, going after them. One's focusing on healing. One's doing smartly. Um, and even my main character. So all I'm doing is I'm running around this town that you're being hunted by all these knights. And I'm just running into them and attacking them and hitting the button. And I'm taking off on the rock in real time <laughs> while I'm battling. Awesome. <laughs> and I leveled up, like, two or three levels at doing that. It was ridiculous. It was awesome. And then when I got home, then I went through the story and went to the the boss battle, destroyed him very fast because you don't need to grind it all on Dragon Quest Eleven. You really don't. No. And so I've been using that as grind points, which is hilarious to me because um you know, like it's just really cool that you don't have to grind, but when you do, it actually does the classic RPG trope where you become a little overpowered, and mm-hmm. it is it has made the game really fun for me. Um, so I went through beat that portion. You get a sh- I got the ship, and then it's like, all right, go over to the west, and it gives you kind of like a destination, and go find the uh, it's called the Yidrasil, I think is what it's called. The next the piece of the it, the root, 
the it's it's a root of uh, the tree of life, JP. So mm-hmm. since you're mm-hmm. not spun up on the Dragon Quest levels, I'll try to normalize things, and then Barry <laughs> may know the real names. Um, <laughs> but um, I went hunting, and I I went to the right spot. I didn't really go off the beaten path. I'm trying to stay like with the story and not do too many side quests because I'll I'll save most of that for the post game if I have time. You know, mm-hmm. no time, Barry. Well, it's forty out. No well, time, forty hour. <laughs> well, the uh, the three acts are very different. So Some any side quest you don't do by the time you move from Act One to Two, you you can technically. Some of them you can do later on in Act Two. Uh, some of them are gone forever, I believe. Okay. So, so, so that is something that would have bothered me when I was younger. But like in my crotchety old age, I think um, I'll be okay. Um, I may go back and play it in two D if I ever get the you know a hair up my my second point of contact and go and play it again and knock out every single thing. But, like, so I hit this um, windmill area, and there was, like, a task that the guy gave me, and so I used that as my next grind point for the next ruck. <laughs> like, so I was rucking around, and I was trying to wait for the night because you had to do, like, a, a cross. So there's these things called peps, JP. And so basically, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like the limit breaks in Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can cross combine them with other characters to do like a, a multi attack, and it wanted me to do a pep with a character that I don't think I had one unlocked for. It's like me and one of the female characters at mm-hmm. at, at night. <laughs> and yeah, so, you have to you have to go through their tree and unlock certain skills for them to gain their peps. Exactly, and I don't think I went through and did that. So I was running around like grinding for no reason at that point. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize it, but like. And technically, if I found a bonfire, I could probably sleep until the night and do that. But I didn't do that. And then I was like, oh, let me go wander around. And I went up north. I found this octagonal coliseum and started this whole two-on-two battle tournament battle that reminded me of, like, WrestleMania four like, tournament challenge battle, like, when you're doing <laughs> it. But you're doing tag teams. And mm-hmm. it's there's this whole story behind it and people getting captured that are fighting fighters in the tournament and that's when i came across the final two characters of the party um and it was super awesome the the story it really felt like an anime story arc going through each town feels like an arc of a story like the world tournament saga in dragon ball z or something like it felt like that because i was like going through this tournament and doing it all and then like then then characters get you know some of the fighters get taken down and then you have to fight the big boss who is behind it all and mm-hmm. it was like i could see I'm like yeah don't trust this guy and i'm like oh this guy's definitely the one who's facilitating all the people getting taken um did you fight that boss oh yeah it was a giant spider yeah giant spider with like a a patch over its one eye and it was from like there was like apparently wars back in the day and it like took out all the bad beasts but he kind of ran away or something and he was down there like whispering to the the main champion from multiple years from this tournament masked tournament the main champion 
was um, being manipulated and given like drugs. Essentially, he was be given this essence that is that this spider's been sapping from all the fighters. Like it's like the the story is so well written. <laughs> like it's so cool, and I like I literally because I did all that grinding though. It's been it was so easy, and I put everything on auto. So I'm I'm like doing it. So I literally did that whole tournament and everything in between editing reviews in the switch collector because it was pouring rain so i couldn't do the rucking for the last couple days um nice. so yeah i was doing edits and then i would do a, a tournament match and then edits and then tournament match and some of the stuff was hilarious um what's the um what's silvando uh, but yeah, silvando. but he but in the tournament he was like i am the great Silv. i mean the magnificent sylv and then like changed his name and he's like wearing the mask but we all know it's him <laughs> <laughs> and he has like this other like blonde boy that's like the same as him. I'm like, how did they randomly get paired together? Because they like did the pairing of the the, the characters by quote unquote random. Um, <laughs> and it was like the way the story went was like you got paired up with the new female character, and then she's also with like an older guy, and he's like he just whispers to the guy doing the poll, and it's like, oh wait, there's a change. And they like changed it, and you weren't allowed to go with her. And then you end up going with the champion, the former champ, who was being manipulated. And it was a super cool story. Good way to introduce a new character too, because oh, like, yeah. they're solid characters. Like they have really good motivations. They're smart. Um, it was just, and it was an awesome storyline. I, I assume I'm still in Act One, by the way. I don't know. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are actually still in Act One. There's like three freaking like this game is huge, JP. So that story right there was a minuscule piece of Act One. Wow. <laughs> to be to be fair, Act Three is the post game, and it's a, as big as a no, normal act in the game. Yeah, Jeez. that's insane. So I may only my goal for the playcast purposes, but like it, for, for my own self, it's, I'll probably beat Act Two, and once I see the ending, oh, I'll be done. You'll 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 go to Act Three, guaranteed. Because it's not like a typical post game where it's like, oh, well, now there's this extra stuff that you can do just for shits and giggles. Like, it is literally another part of the story. There's more story? Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was it like, because if there's no more story, like, I'm not going to run around oh, doing no. fetch quests. Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's like a trilogy in terms of movies. Okay. So Act 1 is like, you know, A New Hope. Act 2 is, is like Empire Strikes Back. And Act 3 is like, even though it's a post game, it's Return of the Jedi. Weird. Okay. <laughs> So you you will absolutely you will play it for the story. Guaranteed. I just I can feel the sweat on JP's brow that he's probably never going to start this game over at the playground. <laughs> like, no, I mean, you know, you I know it's funny. It. I, as you're talking, and I'm just thinking, would I want to play this or Xenoblade? I want to play oh, Xenoblade if I really wanted to like dive into yeah. a big big game because this one sounds exactly up my alley. You know, you're referencing anime story arcs oh. and. Like oh. the trilogies, and it definitely sounds like a fun game. Don't get me wrong; it's just I don't have time to invest, and this would take me probably more than a year to go through. Oh, it, it's going to take me a while, but like you got to realize, JP, that Barry was not um, over exaggerating at all. Like this is this game's awesome. Like it's amazing. Like yeah, it was funny because as I started playing it, then Doug started posting about it uh, from mm-hmm. Limer on Games, and I'm like, you are right on my wavelength right now doug like this game is amazing like 
Hmm. It's awesome, and I mean, I want to play Xeno as well. Xeno. So awesome! Yeah. I haven't even played Xeno two. Like, oh my god! I want god. to play Xeno one. I gotta play I'm Xeno two. Xeno Torna. As, as exciting like, as you are doing this, I'm gonna say Z- the entire Xenoblade saga is better than Dragon Quest eleven. Okay. I can and buy that. that says a lot because Dragon Quest eleven was my game of the year, but Xenoblade, I, I love Xenoblades. I um played a little bit of the original Xeno um on the Wii. And I have the whole trilogy of the Rainfall, Pride of Rainfall. I have the limited editions of, of like, Pandora's Tower. But I haven't played through them because, you know, like, Sidetrack McGee over here, I was doing VGBS podcast, and we're playing other games. So, like, these podcasts keep me on track playing the game. So, <laughs> holding accountable. So, that stuff is cool, though. But, like, Dragon Quest XI is good. Um, I... I would recommend Dragon Quest Eleven, but Xeno is a tough sell because I mean I played. I want to say I put in like eight hours into Xeno Two. I just again got moved on to another game, mm-hmm. and that that's the craziest thing is like with the Switch and collecting. It's like, man, I got these games in, and it was just like. Like the ones that I pro- I got in that we already we talked about last week that got rerouted around the world to get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get Blazing Chrome and Misplosion, man. That's a later spoiler, Yay. but um, but like both of those games on their own are cool to talk about. But they all came in, so now they're in the collection. Like it's like man, I need to play these games because like Blazing Chrome is like a spiritual successor to Contra. Like mm-hmm. it's cool. I I I know it. I played it a little um, on Xbox because it was a free game on Xbox, the Game Pass. So I was able to play it a little bit, and it was cool. I'm like, well, I want to save it for the Switch. But now it's like out with a million other games, and it's now in the, the collection until many, many moons. Like, it's sad. <laughs> like, do you guys feel that at all, that we have all these amazing games and no time berry? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh no, absolutely! Damn. Yeah, it's it's like oh, it comes out. It's like wow, this game came out. This looks fantastic, but I'm not gonna play it. See, and see, this not that is, I don't want to. I was gonna say this is why when you're like, oh, what game should we play? I'm suggesting ones, and a lot of them, you know, I might have already played, but I'm suggesting ones that I don't think will be worth your time. Mm-hmm. So we don't get examples of gigantic army where we're like wow just wasted time um you know and that's the whole idea is that there are so many games and let to be frank there are a lot of limited publishers now and there are some games that while it's great to have everything physical there are some games that are more deserving than others let's just be honest you know and there's some fantastic games that are still digital only that you know i'd love to see physical and since we only have limited time I would rather personally spend that time in a game that is worth that time as opposed to begrudgingly, all right, I got to do this because I know it's work, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and, so, uh, so speaking of that, um, games coming out, JP, was I your initial source for Sydney Hunter physical release? No, I saw uh, Jean, oh my God, from Collector Vision. I mm-hmm. saw his post on Facebook um, saying that it was coming. Well, I mean, I posted it, like, right after he oh, posted I, it. I mean, I follow him, so I, yeah. I saw it on my feed. You can't catch a jump on JP. No, that's I not caught him. Today, caught. today, I posted that Fairy Tale was coming in March, and, like, instantly, like, 20 people were like, uh, this got delayed till June. Didn't you hear? And I'm like, no. And then somebody uh, forwarded the Koei Temko uh, 
um, like t- tweet that they put out saying that they got pushed back to June. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, but at least you knew about the game, though, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm talking game announcements. Game delays are different, obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't I do mail appreciate the track, all Barry's that. like, I didn't see you mention Ash of Gods. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> yeah, uh, that. Failed. Now, I mean, I got JP during the first year of the Switch Man Playcast with, with a lot of crazy collectible avenues that he didn't think about. He's like, man, like every week you're bringing something. Like that was my goal, like every week uh-huh. to bring. Um, one now, was, he's not uh, bringing it to me. He's just bringing it. Just bringing yeah. it. I, I don't get these cool collectible things. He's just no. rubbing it in. Yeah, he's like, face. do you know that there's a coin that you're never going to have? But I'm going to tell yeah. you that. Because <laughs> I'm your friend. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, um, f- for example, um, on military installations, most, and it's like usually like Bethesda and other AAAs, they, they do military challenge coins um, that are like, so there's a Doom one. <laughs> like and so i haven't even been able to find one of those yet but my other question is though from the collector perspective is maybe it was only released with it's still the same game but it was maybe only released with like the xbox one version and not the switch version mm-hmm. but then some may some of those post exchanges might have had extra coins and they put them with the switch versions Mm-hmm. So it's like it's an official thing, but it like comes from them for support of like military, for example. Um, those are weird collector avenues. Like you want to go deep down the collector rabbit hole, like I can get you there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the You're weird too kind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we already have enough holes that we're down. <laughs> My goodness, but I will say with JP's posts, it does help me like procrastinate on buying games which i do like jp because i see all these posts and i'm just adding them to my wish list and it does the polar opposite to me (laughs) (laughs) well you must be so happy when i'm like this just got announced in japan and you're like oh it's a japan only title great yeah no no a lot like especially the last few weeks it's been mostly you know foreign games and i'm like yes because I've, i've made it a point unless i'm like 99% sure that a game is not coming here. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm I'm not touching it for a while. Um, even like the Kemco JRPG um, collection, the Japanese one, which has four different games. Like I'm I waiting on that because the Japanese one is volume one. So I'm assuming there's going to be another one. Um, and if not, I'm sure I can get it down the road. But mm-hmm. yes, well in Japan, I mean they have volumes one, two, and three for the PS4. I have to imagine. With the amount of games that they release on the eShop, we will be seeing the future volumes. What's interesting, though, is that we're getting these Japanese volumes, and then we're getting these omnibuses from Asia with different games on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm shooting for the omnibus so ones because they're at least in English. I mean, yeah, Japanese ones are in English, but I'm saying like... You mean the, the cover? cover and all, it's in English, yeah. too, and the, the label is in English. And... But see, I love these compilations. It's a so... good price, I think. I think oh, the yeah. Japanese one was thirty-five bucks for four games, and they're an amazing RPGs. price. Limited run uh, games, just they're just doing individual thirty dollars individually. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? And for all the Kemco RPGs and Switch, they're all in collections. Um, but in uh, they're doing on the PS4, they're individually and and Vita oh, as well. Oh, so. okay, they're doing. They did them individually. Okay, I thought they just announced they're doing them individually. I'm like, That's no, no, weird. they're already out. In fact, yeah, they've been doing some. Yeah, so. I actually am happy that they're doing compilations. I know Barry doesn't like it for his 
collections. Oh, I love collections. I love Do collections. Because I thought you, oh, there was one episode you were talking about you hate when they did the double pack with, with um. No, I hate the double pack where one is on a game a card and the other one's a download. But oh, I absolutely love okay. compilations where it's all on the card. 100%. I, I love yeah, because I, I love that because then it prevents people from taking these smaller games that really don't need a standalone and preserve them in a multi-pack and it's all playable mm-hmm. i love that and i love that they all pop up individually on your switch when you pop them in like it's awesome um like i i have i think i may have finally removed the screw in my head that says i need to have only north american releases so like i got some of these games in Europe and things, and I'm like, and I saw that some of them have come out in North America or, or are coming out in North America, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm good, and mm-hmm. I think I am. Like, just like I always, since we started the podcast, I was like, yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I want I am Sasuna with the with the English cover because I never got that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. good. Like, I'm, I think I think what's interesting is that if you don't care about your region covers. You can get the games that we're getting here cheaper most of the time by buying the mm-hmm. by the European version. I and mean, if you just go to sh- we playable. talk about Shop for Megastore, you look at some of the games coming out. So like Warriors Orochi Four Ultimate, we're going to be getting mm-hmm. on the Switch in the U.S. It's going to be sixty dollars on their website. It's like forty forty six dollars, forty five dollars, so, exact same game and free shipping. Question on Warriors Orochi JP. Yes. So you said Warriors Orochi Ultimate, right? Like four or Ultimate. Okay, so in Japan, there's Warriors Orochi Three, that's called or that's called Warriors Orochi Four. Warriors Orochi Two Ultimate was released in Japan. It was released as Warriors Orochi Three on the PS4. You've confused me, but okay. They've released the ones in the U.S. typically with one number higher than the one mm-hmm. in Japan. So my question is, was it a first-year release or was it a second-year release that's been? Because I have in the in the collect, Switch Collector, Warriors Orochi 2 Ultimate that was released November 9th. Well, that's, which one did we get before? We got, but we that got the fourth one, one here, right? That one we got the fourth one here on the Switch. Yeah. yeah, so that's the one that I would count because I think somebody got it in for review purposes, and I thought they said that the either the spine or the cart or the title when they put the cart in mm-hmm. still showed four. Like it yes. didn't say ultimate, um, but I would count it. I mean, if you're gonna count it, you could count it with that one. Well, because we like we because we I had to release. we I had to put release. the we had to put the Japanese only games without English the ones I didn't I'm, I don't even have an interest playing we added those as a stretch goal to the book mm-hmm. so the weird thing is is that even on websites even in the Switch Core Reddit um, game thread it's mm-hmm. also listed as Warriors Orochi three even though it's Warriors Orochi two on the cover. <laughs> So that's where I'm like, uh, like it's so the Warriors Orochi Four is Warriors Orochi Four in Japan too, or is it the Warriors Orochi Three that's called Warriors Orochi Four? Yeah, that's for some reason I, I want to say three because I thought I saw three on Amazon Japan around yeah. the time that we were getting the fourth one. That's what I'm thinking too, and I don't think four uh, is I out. I don't think four has been released yet. Like, well, I'm, maybe we're getting four as four ultimate here. Maybe. Mm-hmm. See, 
there's a, a weird question and talk about chronologically confused. Like <laughs> I only know of that because I had to do that section for the switch collector. And I'm like, um, this stuff is confusing as hell. <laughs> there's unfortunately a lot of games that they release over here that they change the name and it screws with everything. I mean, besides like final fantasy, which was a, obviously a big one yeah. or final fantasy four and, and six came over here as two and three, but they even did it with the tales of series. We got tales of destiny and tales of destiny two, but in reality we got tales of destiny and tales of Eternia. There yep. was a tales of destiny two That was Japan only. Yep. So that just throws another monkey wrench into it. Well, and in a game like Warriors Orochi, there's nothing preventing the developers from throwing in characters from a previous game or something in the Ultimate version. Then it really confuses people because, oh, this one was Warriors Orochi 3, but now it's 4 Ultimate and we added characters from extra games or like Ryu Hayabusa or like it's just like because mm-hmm. that's who they're adding, right, to the 4 Ultimate yep. release. Yeah, so it's like. Ah, it's is it its own game? No, it's the exact same story mode from three. Or like, it's like, oh, <laughs> guys are killing me, Smalls. I, I want Ninja Gaiden on on the Switch. Heck yeah, that'd be so fun on the Switch. One, two, or just the translation of three that they ported to the Wii U. Hmm. Why not just all of them? All of the things we want. Just all give us everything. Things. Give us everything. all of the things. That's a good one, though. Yeah, like so. Developers, when you're listening, don't do those crazy <laughs> number changes. I know the Japanese developers aren't listening, so like, but like, you yeah, never know. Please yeah. stop doing that. Like we're going nuts now. <laughs> um, should we get to the game? We're at a hard cutoff. Yeah. We're at we're at a good time. That was a good transition point, right? Um, Let's do it. So, the game of the week is Horizon Chase Turbo. Uh, it's by Aquarius Game Studio, or is it Aquarius? I call it Aquarius. Aquarius. Um, so what? One thing I didn't notice until we were waiting for JP to get on the call because it took forever. JP. Um, it's true. I <laughs> is did. that apparently in 2015 there was an original version called Horizon Chase World Tour? Um, mm. It was released on iOS and Android. And you know, had that still had the unique retro aesthetic um, for the 2D, you know, racing titles. Still there? Sixteen yeah, bit out. sections. You completely cut out there, Jeff. Uh, I didn't because I'm the one recording on this side, so you're good. Mm. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> cut out for us. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I was like, tell us more about World Tour. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so it has the unique retro aesthetic um, with the sixteen bit titles, but. Um, in 2019 is when they went to the Turbo version, which is what we all know and love, on the Nintendo Switch. Um, I saw it a lot with like ads, and because the developer's pretty active on social media, and they're mm-hmm. really cool. Um, it was first released in 2018 on the eShop with a limited release by PM Studios coming the, the past summer in 2019. Um, it is a complete retro-style game. Reminds me a lot of OutRun, especially yep. with the pictures that they were posting with, you know, the the male with brown hair and the female with blonde hair blown in the wind with the red car. That's, like, classic OutRun to me. And, <laughs> like, everything about this game is, like, Tron, Ready Player One, retro-aesthetic. Like, it's, like, what we want the future to look like. It's 
and apparently I haven't played even close to this, but the game has a hundred and nine tracks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they've been doing and they've been doing updates oh, also. Yeah, so I mean from my perspective, I only because I've played a lot of Dragon Quest this week, guys. Um I jumped into the summer series. What what is it what is it called? It's like something summer something series that they're running right now with Horizon Chase Turbo. And I wanna get the name right. Like it's something like summer. Did you guys know is it like summer vibes? No, I didn't see that. I was in the world tour. Okay, so it's the summer vibes DLC. But basically, Hmm. it's like newer, like or a it's a segregated part of the game where you play different tracks and different and different modes, and you play versus people online. And I I played through that entire. It's like a whole world, not a world tour, but like a three or four race series and they're all mm-hmm. it starts with like a one star difficulty all the way up to like the the highest difficulty for the final track and i was still able to get like first or second place on every race mm-hmm. um but for me this game has very tight controls it has retro aesthetic which is awesome um and basically if you play the races like more than once you'll probably get really good at not race and not crashing a lot um mm-hmm. I used to really love San Francisco Rush back in the day on the mm-hmm. Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. I loved oh, yeah. those games. That's is this is what it reminded me of is like a combination of Outrun with some San Francisco Rush. Um, but I'm going to I got some more stuff I want to talk about near the end, but I want to hear what Barry has to think. Think about this. Um honestly, this is one of those titles that I originally picked up and played through a bit, and I, I went back to for uh, for the playcast, and it, it does have a very much that outrun vibe, and it also kind of reminds me of Pit Stop on the the Atari Eight Bit. Yes, um, it's just uh, it's a lot of fun. Like you said, that the controls are tight. You definitely can memorize um, the tracks. There's some collectibles to uh, enhance your score that you could pick up. So like if you see them, and you're like, oh, they're on the right side of the track. You kind of try to remember mm-hmm. um, the next lap where they are. Um, I, I'm never a fan of starting in last place and <laughs> working your way up. Which that's that's what this does. Yeah, uh, I did. I did do the world tour. Uh, I I got to the second map. Um, so that's like a lot of races to get there. Unlocked a bunch of cars. But I'll say this. Um, I, I don't remember this doing this the first time I played it, but this time going back through it, it actually at least maybe the tracks I was on in the second world. One was called like roller coaster, and it gave me headaches because there was a lot of like color happening really quickly. Weird. Um, and and I, you know, I was like so focused and zoned in on the tracks, uh, and you know, making sure I did the turns right. And then after the track, I was like, "Wow, I kind of have a headache now." Were you so playing after, on TV or in handheld mode? TV, TV. Weird, because I was playing this time in handheld mode. I was playing on my main switch with the um, the Joy Cons, the Damon X Machina Joy Cons. So I wasn't playing on the TV. Um, so I didn't feel any of that. Did you feel any headaches, JP? JP? JP. Okay. We lost. We lost. <laughs> he doesn't care. Oh. JP doesn't care. JP. But no, you know what? It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, some some games affect people differently. Yeah. And it might be like, oh, you know, if I was in a different mindset, it might have been different. Or, you know, take a break, come back. But it's a lot of fun. And I, I do recommend this one. Um, there's a lot of content to it. I'm not going to get to all the content. But if this yeah. is your jam, um, I will say I am a, a huge fan of not having a timer. 
and yes. checkpoints and all that jazz. The fact that you could just race and and you shoot for gold and you could just keep racing until you get first until you want to move on or collect everything. Um, you do get turbo boosts too, which I actually forgot you, about my first. Were you race. dealing with fuel? Um, yeah, that's fuel. Okay, so the summer vibes. The fuel is. I don't know if. I was dealing with fuel running out near the harder tracks. I, I didn't. I didn't have that. There's fuel on the tracks too. At least the ones I was doing. There was on uh, the pickup. But so, yeah, fuel is an is an issue. That's your timer, pretty much. So I think that like the space on the stars. I think if you do a one or two star race, there's no issues. But when I got to the three and the four, like I had to collect the fuel, otherwise I was going to lose. Um, I ran out and like kind of scooted across the finish line at the end. Um, so that's interesting. The, um, the summer vibes did allow me to mess with a lot of different cars per race too, which was nice. Cause I didn't unlock as much as like, cause I, I think I maybe my first time playing through like back in the day, um, in the summer when I got it, um, I think I unlocked maybe, maybe got to the second map too. Um, yeah. but just... yeah, like I, I really do think this is a, like a bedside game. Like JP would say that he was playing rocket yes. league. Um, every night before bed, like this is a game where I could see myself. Even though, ironically, even this week I didn't do this. Um, <laughs> I could I could knock out a race or two and then you know wind down for the night. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of those things. Um, this is what you see is like my 3ds and my Vita for. Like I'm just gonna play a little game beforehand, and yeah, absolutely, you could just go in for uh, two or three races, put it down, and go to bed. Um, absolutely. And it's, a, it's, I think the controls are what make this so much fun because mm -hmm. if these controls were loose, this game would be a nightmare. But the fact that you can, you don't have to push a button to drift. You just left or right. And, you know, even if you're a little bit late and you start to go over to the side, it never feels like, oh, I'm totally going into the sign unless mm -hmm. you, you failed to respond accurately. But even if you, if you, if you're a little late, you're still fine. Um, yeah, like the hairpin turns, you might have to tap the brake just so you don't completely wipe out. Like, like, and I'm saying like on the, the really hairpin turns and yeah. like, it's the oh. tracks are designed so well though, that it's like, that, that's, that's honestly where it got me with those hairpin turns. Cause like some of the tracks I was on, it was like cut to the left and the right, then to the left. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm back and forth, back and forth, back and forth mm -hmm. with no breathing room. Like it was instantaneously. Did, did you going. notice that as, cause you mentioned you don't like coming from behind and overtaking them. Did you, I don't know if it was just my driving style, but did you notice that like the AI, as you're trying to go around them, they always seem to like, I always seem to run into them. And then yep. it was, like, it, and it bounces them forward. <laughs> so that must be in, it wasn't just my own driving style. Then that must be like, yeah in the design of the AI then to kind of try to prevent you and, and cut you off so you hit them because if you can get along their side, you can almost like drift boost off of them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of times I use my nitro then like if there was a group of them and I just got to the side, I pop my nitro before they can get in front of me. Man. Um, but yeah, there's definitely... Uh... Glad that it's not just me because <laughs> I was like getting, I was like, damn, these guys keep on getting in front of me. Like, get out of my way. <laughs> like, but you could do the same to them, and, and I, I have yes. absolutely done that to them, too. Yep. But I did notice that the the back 10, because it's like 20, I think there's 20 places, the mm -hmm. back 10 are super frantic trying to get up there. And once you hit 10th place, it seems like everybody else, the, the nine in front of you are like almost evenly spaced, at least in my experience, they were more evenly mm -hmm. spaced. And it was more like just race as well as you can and just focus on getting ahead of the next driver. Like that is your obstacle. 
And if you can't get ahead of the ninth person, then the rest don't matter. But hey, oh, and JP's back. Hey, and that's I, what happens when my phone dies. Oh, <laughs> and I do think that there's a, a a difficulty aspect, not like you know a bad difficulty, but I think that it might be like a difficulty scaling because I noticed that like the first and second place, like if I was in third, for example, like fourth place would be trying to get me, but like they never got so far away that they like I couldn't foreseeably get up to them it was yeah but weird. you have to really drive well though yes and it's like like that first those first 10 places if you if it take too long getting to that 10 spot you are not catching the first person like it's not happening like that's the main game of this is really within that first lap you need to be done with the 10th place you need to be 10th or higher yeah. and you need to get around those people or you're not getting first ah. at least in my experience so JP, now that you're uh, back and alive and and oh, yeah. gone, um, so how did you like Horizon Chase Turbo? Yeah, so I love it. I, even before I started playing the game, I had bought the music. So I apologize, I got cut off because my phone died. So I don't know if you already spoke about the the score. No, we didn't talk about the music. No, at all. we did not. You were right on I, par. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so that's that's what drew me in right because i had been following the developers for a while obviously i've been following pm studios and when the game got announced the founder of switchcore had mentioned that the soundtrack had been out for a while direct from the composer's website so Hmm. before ever even playing the game i was like okay i mean he's talking up this music i like fast racing music and i became hooked it literally was in my car for about three weeks just on repeat so way before i ever played the game I already knew all of the tracks. So when I finally got into the game and I'm hearing it again while racing, I feel like it just amplified it. Yeah. Um, so that's, I'm, I may pronounce his last name wrong, but it's Barry Lights. Um, okay. Light it. Um, so he's the composer. But in terms of the gameplay, you're absolutely right. Like I, I'm still in the first, I think, I think San Francisco is the first uh, part of the map in the first, you know, beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I still am. Uh, because I, I like to be a completionist in every game, so I want to collect all the coins. I want to get all the points that you can to kind of max out each stage. And 106 on, stages, JP. Yeah, early on, <laughs> I realized how impossible it's going to be because, like you said, <laughs> if you're not fast enough in that first lap, you, won't, you yes. won't get the first. And I thought the first and maybe the second race were doable for me, and then after that, I feel like the difficulty was already like ramped up for me where I just... I just couldn't get to that top spot. I either keep getting fourth or third, and I couldn't get to second or first. But, mm. you know, I'm, I'm going to keep playing it. And, I mean, there's just a lot to do in the game, a lot to unlock. And it's just a game that you can easily jump in and out of, which is just the type of games that I really like to play nowadays. It's something that yeah. I can just dive in for a half an hour, take a break. Is, um, is this not- a, um, a Rocket League-level bedside game for you, JP? Yeah, it is. Okay. I, I, something <laughs> a little bit, I mean, Rocket League will... Always be number one in my heart on the Switch. I, <laughs> I, I have yet, I have yet to find a game for me that can dethrone Rocket League yeah. as my probably. There's only one other game in existence for me that I would say beats Rocket League, and that's Burnout Revenge. Oh, great game! It's, so good. I mean, I probably put in like double the hours, and I will. I mean, it's racing, so we can talk about. It, but to me, that's just like the definition of the best racing game I've ever played. The drifting was just mm. perfection. But here on the Switch, Horizon Chase Turbo is in that top lead spot for me for racing games. There's, there's a few racing games and they're all different kinds on the Switch. Like we have futuristic ones, we have like the 
um, the motocross ones, we have motorcycles, we have like the more realistic races, like the WRC and stuff like that. Yeah. But this one is just like arcade fun. Uh, and you, know, you mentioned Outrun, you mentioned uh, Rush. For me, it was like the Cruising World Series on yes. the 64. Yes. I always loved the Cruising Exotica, like playing in the arcades. And while I would say this is closest to Outrun in terms of like the design, it just has that fun feel to it. Like I could see this in an arcade. And I could see myself sitting down and racing against other people in person. So um, um, a little bit of history behind me is that um, I was actually, like, these kind of games, even though we don't, we have, this is our first racing game on the Playcast, um, I actually had records on Mario Kart 64 in Nintendo Power. Um, nice. And in, like, cruising uh, the world as well as rave wave race 64. Um, I actually looked at my memory card. It would have been maybe 2010. I looked at my memory card and it beat every Guinness world record for wave race 64. Like my times. So like I, I used to obsess about this style of game where you have the short, fast races. You can Mm -hmm. maximize every corner every turn. That's the type of game Horizon Chase Turbo is. And mm-hmm. it's I I didn't have a problem getting first or second and even the hardest races that I was playing in the summer <laughs> series that I was playing, the summer vibes. Um because there's some four or five I don't know if it goes up to five stars, but it was like either four or five stars, and I was still able to to get up there. But I was only playing each race once or twice though. Like if I started playing it like four or five times, like I'm gonna start maximizing every drift and every corner. Mm-hmm. And what I liked though was the little map in the corner. Yes. Yes. Um, some games, when you take your eyes off the, the road and look at the map, it's there's too much chaos. There's mm-hmm. just the right amount of chaos and the way that the speed works and the different colors of the cars, how they're distinct, really helps. Because when I look at the map, it still doesn't detract me. So I'm able to still know when the hairpin turns coming up so I know, oh yeah, this one, I'm not going to be able to make it full speed. I gotta tap the brake once. Like, it's really good. JP's over here with craziness with his phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to put it on speaker so I can charge my phone. <laughs> it's I like he's it falling onto it. Yeah, at least 80%. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> <laughs> What is our playcast without audio difficulties? <laughs> JP difficulties. <laughs> yeah, we, it seems to be a JP problem lately. It really is. I <laughs> just come in and like set up a studio for me for, to record because I I'm very bad at this. I buy I buy the snowball microphone, my laptop craps out. I use my cell phone, my battery dies. I, I can't win. If only we had this scheduled for a recording time that you could maybe charge your phone beforehand and in preparation for... Oh, wait, no, we do. That sounds like an organized <laughs> thing that we don't do in this group. I like uh, I like the shade Barry throws. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I was the only one who threw shade. I mean, <laughs> I think Barry's still reeling from yesterday when he said... Hey, you never got me the the Saramaro content. I'm like, didn't you type in Saramaro? And I typed in Saramaro and I sent him the link. <laughs> I was like, we give each other shit all the time. Yeah, I'll get it for you. And you just do it. <laughs> but it's like if you typed in Saramaro, like it's, he's the only Saramaro on Facebook. 
and it's the picture of our pictures. Um, same picture of him. Um, we always got to throw shade, JP. Come on now. I know. Hey, you know uh, what? If we didn't tease you, you'd think we'd hate you. That's true. I don't know where that logic comes from, but it sounds solid to that, me. That comes from my wife, actually, to be honest. It's true. Good. Um, JP, did you say you have a poll? I do have a poll. Oh. So I'm going to see if I can yank my computer. Yeah, I'm going to unplug for a minute. I don't think I'm going to die. But if I stop talking, Uh-oh. you'll know why. Well, we, we hope you don't die. Well, Please. I have a phone die. So this, <laughs> this was actually a good poll. So I said, have you played Horizon Chase from Aquarius and music by a talented Barry Lights? Did you know a physical came out by PM Studios? Well, we are playing it for the show, and we want your thoughts. Comment below. So we had 168 people take our poll. So thank you. 46.4% of people played the game, which means 53.6% have not. And I'm actually surprised because this was um, a pretty well-talked-about game. Those of you that are listening, like we've already been talking about the game. This is a must-own for the console. Buy it. Play it. It's well, like... here's the problem, though, <laughs> uh, which you'll probably know this while I read the comments yeah. as to why that may be a little difficult to do. Yeah. Um, so let's start. So first one is Demon Krauser said, haven't and probably never will, physical copy or bust for me. Not going to pay scalpers. And the reason I say that is because while this was widely available when it came out, I mean, Best Buy had it, Amazon, I believe GameStop too, all the major retailers, it sold out. And when people started mentioning this, I I went online because somebody was asking, like, where can I find it? And PM Studios sold it directly on their website. They Mm -hmm. sold out. All the retailers sold out. And it looks like it's becoming a, a hard-to-get game at the retail price, which I believe was 40 when it came out. So now it seems to be going for a little bit more on the aftermarket. But if you're listening to this, this is probably going to be a hard-to-get game later on, um, and not too much later. So find it. If you can still find it for under 50 I mean, grab it, because it is well worth the money. Um and it doesn't look like it, it's probably going to be getting a reprint. So. It's, it's absolutely a combination of you know, demand too, because this is an awesome game. Yeah. Yeah. And now after we're talking about it, like people are going to be like, (laughs) all our listeners are going to be like, you need to own this game. Like even supporting this game digitally is, is worth it. They're still giving new content all the time with DLC. Like, Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. game. So, I also like reading the comments because I start to see regulars, which is really fun. Oh, who's the regulars? (laughs) So one is Chaz Hodges. Yes. So he said, initially the game didn't click, but I came to really enjoy the one more go nature of the game, short tracks and challenges. Yes. Completely agree with that. 100%. Um, Akio Kahoshi said, most fun I've had in a racing game since the N64. Babyboy214 said, Horizon Chase is such a fun game. It takes me back to Top Gear on the SNES. Aside from Mario Kart on N64, I used to play the cruising games, especially Exotica. Awesome. Uh... KD Pajamas said, I know Drizzle at Drizzle played this and loved it. And I don't know if he responded, so we'll, we'll scroll down and see. Um, <laughs> at Brotherly Love G1 said, love this game. Don't have the Switch version yet, but I'm only one very intense trophy away from the PS4 Platinum. Whoa. Wow. That's wow. awesome. Uh, at Juan Pino 93, great game. Anyone of any age can pick up and play. Completely agree. Uh, Landon Wynn said, I played it and really enjoyed it. The multiplayer was really fun to play. Magical Jeff 86 said, I haven't opened mine yet. I was hoping to find the standard case version to open and play because I like that cover art better than the night mode one, but I guess they never ended up releasing it. So 
fun fact about that for people that don't realize yes. is that originally there was a sunny daytime cover that they had been promoting on all the retailer websites and even in their press releases. And then I won't say last minute, but they ended up changing it to the special edition version, which was more of the nighttime cover. And what it was is it had, I believe, a like a postcard inside from the developers thanking, you know, for picking up the game. And everybody always wondered if there would be a second printing with the daytime cover, which there wasn't. However, there was covers officially made that went out in press kits and in a few giveaways that PM Studios did, Acquirers did, yeah. but the cover never went to retail. So there wasn't that many covers made. Um, what, was one. there like five of those made or something ridiculously I, low? I honestly thought it was like eight or ten at one point. But That's yeah, it was, it was a boat. very low number. Yeah. Um, so, so if you got one, you're one of the cool kids. KP. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> as he's going through a tunnel himself as this phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel bad for the listeners. Like, it's like, okay, I'm going, I'm at 3%. I'm going to plug in the headphones. I'm going to read really quick, and then I'm going to go plugging him. Okay, oh. sorry about that. I'm back. All right, let's read these really quick. So here we go. Lost Delirium. I feel like I remember seeing the game's name dropped in the previous discussion about the Rush series and Cruising World USA ports a few months back. Might need to check it out. Thanks for the reminder. Welcome. Mm -hmm. uh, Speed 94 said, Funny you should mention that because I just bought the physical of the Switch version a few minutes ago before you posted this tweet. Great. Play it. Um, <laughs> at our, I guess, Rick NZ, R1CKNZ, Yeah, we had a physical version of it here in Brazil since its release on a very cheap price. Pre-ordered it for PS4 at that time, and I love to play it with my friends. Bought it recently again for my little cousin, too. That's right. It actually came out on the PS4 uh, a while back. Yeah. And I know that in Brazil was because they're a Brazilian company. Um, at Grab the Bar 19, I love it. I was worried having to find fuel would detract from the race, but it really works here. Playing in kickstand mode is a blast. Uh, Andy Wedge said, yep, decent racer. And Rider for Life 12 said, I thought it was average. Was hoping for a racer that reminded me of Top Gear. It may be close, but to me, it was just average on the races for today's tracks and racing games. Hmm. So that is all the feedback. So thank you, everyone, who commented and who voted. Uh, hopefully, after this playcast, you're going to play the game now. Yeah. Uh, we should and, always... And based on that last yeah. uh, that last comment, though, like if you're looking for a modern-style racer, this is definitely a retro-inspired yes. 90s style. There's a lot of... Like with JP Barry, myself, all the comparisons are late Super Nintendo and 64 era racers. That's literally us being Nintendoites because there are some, you know, burnout revenge. Um, but um, I mentioned Atari. Yeah, you did. You mentioned Pit Stop too. Yeah, <laughs> freaking amazing. Actually, the irony is I kind of grew up on oh, pole position, not Pit oh, Stop. Yes. Yeah, I, That's a good one too. I grew up on pole position. Like it's just a classic. And like it's that's the thing though is that this is a retro racer. So if you're looking for like a newer, longer races with simulation base, that's not it. This is not it. This is an arcade style, fast play, fast paced, quick play. And mm -hmm. you you would think I would have used the um the arcade. They mentioned kickstand mode. I could have put it in the um the Switch Collector arcade. So I still have that demo. Yes. That, oh, that'd be cool too. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, JP, I have to remind you every week. We need to. Can you reach out to uh, the the creator? He's yes, yes, yes. He has been incog incognito with me. I don't know if like he's just been. He might just be busy, but 
We need to hit him up. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, we all... <laughs> Before we come hat. knocking on his door. Just like Barry drove and smacked JP in the face until he came back on the playcast. We will, we will drive yes. to your house. <laughs> I apologize for the audio. I'm going to plug back into the wall now. I, I might have to do that again. Just, just to get... <laughs> fix the audio type. problems? <laughs> no, not to fix the problems, just to... Even get some time with JP. Jeez, you can't even so get your, your 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 fun time with JP. Damn straight. <laughs> Do you realize how busy I am? I started selling stuff now. And yes. Oh my god. Every time I, <laughs> I, I I will say JP um was not exaggerating when he said it's chaos. I posted like five Switch games up, <laughs> and my god. I just sold, like, the, the one guy that had dibs, he, um, or asked if I would hold them. I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not selling them for, I'm just selling them to clear room, and I'm putting, yeah. I'm putting that towards uh, a previous book um, loan that I had to take out from a print runner. So that's where that, all my game sales are going toward, which is sad to have to sell my collection to support my hobby. But, um... <laughs> Um, but like it, five of them, and it was like tons of messages. Like imagine JP's. Oh, yeah. po- how many Wii U games did you post, JP? Wii U. So initially, um, what went to Twitter was about eighty. I oh. had about hundred and fifteen. So oh. some of them never actually made it uh, to the to the public audience. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's been crazy, and um, and now I have the PS4, PS Vita. We're gonna be doing Twitch soon. And I mean, I've gone through every single console I've had minus the PSP, which I'm not going to touch as far as I can help it. But yeah, yeah I, once I started selling, I, I got this like bug. And I'm just like, purge is fun and it's fun to get money. So I just, I went crazy. <laughs> but it's become a full time job because. Let's, let's quote you know, JP you, it's fun to get money. <laughs> fun to get money. You heard it here first. Uh, you heard it here first. It's fun to get money, people. Um, <laughs> I'm giving myself anxiety, though, because I told my wife I would go through like one box a week. And one of mine is a giant tote, and it's, like, filled to the brim with games. And I'm like, I'm talking probably 400 games. And I'm like, ugh, that's a lot. Five was consuming. I, I posted PS4 Limited games in the in a, in one group, and that yeah. turned into a crazy nightmare. And I, yeah. I, as I said, though, I'm going under retail on, or yeah. not under retail, but under whatever it's going for on eBay. Shit. Yeah, what I ended up doing for the PS4 and Vita because they were mainly limited run games, yeah. I went in at their price because they really weren't going for much more on eBay, and I'm always still going to be below eBay, so I just went with theirs. And one thing I've learned finally is organize ahead of time, make a spreadsheet, have your prices, <laughs> so when people ask, you don't have to constantly start looking up the prices. And then the other thing I realized is. Well, at least when I got like a smaller amount left, I just posted the prices in the tweet. So when people message me, they already know. And I always, you know, I always have that understanding that they're serious if they're messaging me after seeing the price. Yeah. And for whatever reason, on Twitter, nobody haggles. So either my prices are too low or just fair, but it makes it very pleasant because I get to start talking to people about gaming and I've been making friends through this and it's just it's fun, but it, yeah, it's very time-consuming, and then shipping it out, and you know, I I can't stop now. And I have next, I have like the toys to life that are going to be coming up soon, which I don't think go for much, but I've got mm-hmm. your complete runs of Disney Infinity and the Lego Dimensions all sealed, so those are going to be uh, popping up. Soon. How many trips to the post office you making a day? Ugh. So we do one <laughs> trip a day. Thankfully, they're all prepaid minus the few internationals. So Shanna will go first, and then when I come home, I'll go grab whatever she couldn't carry. 
But you they better be thanking Mrs. JP. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. I do. I do. My goodness, because that is a character builder having that many shipments. I mean, <laughs> yeah, my, my wife has been, um, she was doing eBay sales for a while with like clothes and other stuff that she was doing. Mm-hmm. And like when my first book came, I was like, oh yeah, you can help me out with it. And then I sold like a thousand copies. And, they were my, and I'm like, she's like, you're on your own. And I'm like, yeah, I, I started to become friends with the the postal workers. I had to, like, I could go in the back door and just, like, walk into the back of the post office and help them with, with scanning in the items. And, like, it was, it was, that's how many books I was shipping out. It was insane. <laughs> like, I think it's time we sell your books at a discount. Or mania. I I wish we could, but I don't have any left from those print runs. <laughs> like that's the weird thing is like what do you I, mean? I have I have them. Oh, the JP ones, the extra bonus ones for conventions. Yeah. Well, the ones that I ended up taking home with me. Yeah. Hey, get... if you don't care what price it is, I'll sell the discount. Yeah, just the the normal price shipped is 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 a discount compared to what <laughs> what they sell for. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's insanity, and like I'm getting constant messages about releasing new games, but then it's like, no, I got a Genesis book I need to release. Like, I got to go to the next one, people. So while we're talking about new things, what about new games that we got in there? So we're at an hour, JP. Are we done? We're at an hour, JP. Mrs. Was that it for today? Mrs. Higgins Alley is about to knock on my door. <laughs> if we well, don't. then we have to say to be continued when we... We should start next episode with the pickups. So next episode, we'll start with pickups. It'll be two weeks worth. Um, I alluded to it too, so I won't talk about Miss Explosion Man or Blazing Chrome. You already talked about them anyways. Um, and also, what game are we playing for next week? Barry. We are going to revisit ARMS. Yes! Nice. Yes. A game that uh, an early early game actually one of the, the second game shown off for the Switch at the presentation or so, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun because they've done a lot of updates since I think any of us played it, and uh, and we we'll haven't done a fighting game before. Yeah, we haven't done a fighting. So um, next episode next week we will start with what's available, what's coming out because that'll be two weeks worth. Um, and what we got in, it'll be like a quick thing, and then we'll jump into the game. That way we can we can jump into that too. Cause yeah, we went off on and I won't do my Dragon Quest update. We'll wait two weeks for that. So give more of that. So because we have JP has hard cutoffs for us here, people. We can, I do yes. now. As his and phone's dying. Well. His phone his phone is dying <laughs> and going through a tornado right now. <laughs> it's having a seizure. <laughs> so if you made it through out of this point with all the audio, we we appreciate Sorry. it. Um as always, you can find me at HagensAlley.com. Uh, we do have a highlighted podcast now on the main page. Um, and VGBS Gaming Podcast is back. And episode one aired and got a lot of critical acclaim. It's been awesome. A lot of feedback. Um, so that so we're going to continue to have a Switch Media Playcast highlighted podcast up on the main page. Um, and you can find me at HagensAlley on Facebook and the Twitter. And at HagensAlleyBooks on Instagram. What about you, JP in the tunnel? Sure. I, I'm back on headphones now, so it should be a little bit better. Oh, no. So you can find me. It's not. Oh, boy. Well, you can find me at jpswitchmania.com, on Twitter, jpswitchmania, Facebook, jpswitchmania, Instagram, the same, and, and YouTube. Uh, if you want to be kept up on all the physical releases, please check out my website. I do a weekly release post. 
If you want to be kept up to the minute, just follow me on Twitter because I don't sleep. So you can. (laughs) But that way I can post about all the stuff coming out. And if you like free stuff, I tend to do one or two giveaways here or there or a day. Uh, Or a month. Right right now, uh, you probably won't hear the. I'll skip the one that we have. But I actually partnered for the very first time with Bai, which is a forwarding company in Japan. They reached out to me and they said, do you want to give away a Switch Lite? I said, yep. So we're giving away a Switch Lite right now. No, I don't want to give away a Switch Lite. They're like, would you Sounds be interested? Terrible. I was like, absolutely I'd be interested. So we're uh, we're giving away a Switch Lite, color of your choice, open to the entire world. Uh, so I'm going to, starting tomorrow, I'll put that as my pinned tweet on Twitter because my strictly limited games giveaway is going to be ending tonight where we're giving away four limited copies of their collector editions of four different games, which is awesome. But yeah, uh, stay tuned because we have a lot of giveaways. I'm going to be actually partnering with a director to be giving away one of his movies that just came out. Uh, I'm going to be giving away some import games and I've got some things planned in the works. So if you like free stuff, if you like the Switch, if you like physical stuff, if you like me, follow me. Thank you. Barry, where can they find you? How the hell can I follow that up? <laughs> That's why I wanted you to follow that. You literally him. sent me out to die. <laughs> oh, don't I'm worry. Barry, I'm in the I'll, corner. I'll scoop you up, Barry. I'll scoop you up. <laughs> Go smack you him. can find me on Twitter at Hawkalfire. I, I don't have big giveaways like that, but occasionally we do do giveaways over at Nintendo Fuse. Um, but you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Nintendo Fuse as well. But yeah, JP, we have a pack to follow, my God. Jeez. Um, <laughs> There are two things I want to mention before we sign off. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, just thank so you. you know, right now, the wonderful 101 remaster is coming to the Switch. It is yes. 3,000% funded and at a million and a half dollars right now. It's insane. It is happening on every level. It's going to come to multiple consoles, too, so those that want it on a different console will be able to get it. Um, million and a half dollars, they're pretty much going to be able to do whatever they want with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But on a non-known um thing besides for people that follow jp on twitter um (laughs) is battle axe is still live has 19 days to go on kickstarter it's not fully funded yet it's about 73 at the time of this recording so they are offering a switch version so please support them they're um they're at 780 backers so like they're yeah we gotta get there yeah they're from the netherlands so hopefully everybody backs they're they're doing a physical edition so for fifty thousand dollars i don't know they're probably gonna have to have like a limited company or something come in. They, but definitely yeah, so support. they just so just really quick. Um, mm-hmm. The developers behind Xeno Crisis. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Xeno Crisis. Yep. They're actually working with the developers. My guess. Yes, they are. I mean, I don't know this for fact, but I would think it's strictly limited games. So I'll probably help them out since they yep. already have that relationship with Bitmap Bureau. But regardless, it does sound like they already have the support for the physical. They just need to get to that threshold. So I will definitely be retweeting that. I backed it immediately. Yes, and um, and if they're at 780 backers at about 73%, they need over 1,000 backers to, to make this happen. Um, I think it's yeah. doable if you're holding out because you're just going to wait for the limited edition because I saw yeah. some comments about that. Um, it may not get funded, and if it doesn't get funded, then it's not happening at all. I want right. This game looks awesome. looks amazing. Um, right up my alley, pun intended. Um, and my <laughs> wife definitely just knocked on the door. So, so we are uh. done. <laughs> well, I guess that means Jeff's going to get his ass kicked. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, but thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be talking about arms, and we will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.